Welcome back to Heckin' World Weekly, and here are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of August 12th. Low LIBOR rates are actually netting borrowers more cash and erasing most of the principal limit factor cuts of 2017. A word of caution, reverse mortgages are overhyped, says one advisor, and the Certified Financial Planner Board is facing a crisis of public confidence. You're listening to episode 578 of the nation's only weekly broadcast for the reverse mortgage professional. Welcome back. Our first story comes from my friend, someone you should be familiar with, Dan Holtquist. He says that the new LIBOR rates are actually netting borrowers significantly more cash. In fact, the 2017 principal limit factor cuts have been mostly erased due to the extremely low interest rate environment we find ourselves in today. We are keyed on the 10-year LIBOR swap rate. He also added that we're getting about $30,000 more than we were in November on a $330,000 home that with a 2% lender margin. Hulquist notes that a 1 and 3 eighths percent margin will actually provide the maximum principal limit for any given age for a Heckam borrower saying HUD taketh away and the rate environment giveth back. And it most certainly appears to be the case and look forward to your swap rates and also your calculations for next week. We're going to see even a lower index rating that can net your borrowers an additional two to $3,000. We're going to be following up with Dan a little bit more about what's been happening with the LIBOR index in some of the wrinkles that we're seeing due to the changes in that market. Guest columnist Dan Moisand writes for Financial Advisor magazine, reverse mortgages are overhyped. He has enjoyed the feedback on some of his earlier articles or columns. One of those are three strategies that are overhyped to consumers and four more strategies overhyped to consumers. He's really on the overhyped train, but it's something worth discussing. He defines overhyped as any strategy that is unlikely to have a big impact or will not be used by many clients or in some cases may actually have a negative fallout for the investor. He admits that reverse mortgages have been improved significantly in recent years, and there's a variety of ways they can be structured. And for the potential borrowers, the uses are myriad. But when clients are open to the idea, there are usually ways for them to address the problems that reverse mortgages are touted to fix that are more palatable. This, according to Moissand who is not only a guest columnist, but an active financial advisor. And he says the real crux of the issue when it comes to recommending the reverse mortgage to his clientele is this. It is a loan that must be repaid. Now, he writes, financial planners do have a responsibility to present viable options and reverse mortgages deserve consideration, but be prepared. When you bring up the topic of reverse mortgages, many clients are not going to react favorably. After a lifetime of working to have paid off a home, they do not want to borrow against their equity, especially at higher costs that reverse mortgages incur. Many will prefer looking at other ways to address whatever cash flow issue the reverse mortgage might have helped to address. The two questions I would ask the columnists are, one, what if they do not want to leave the home to their children or that's not important? And two, what should one do with an idle asset? And in our last story, the CFP, that is the Certified Financial Planner Board, is facing a crisis of public confidence. I want to thank my friend Jim Veal for sending me this article. An advisor's perspective, 
Newt Rostad writes, trust and confidence in the financial advice were in the news last week. The Wall Street Journal reported that the CFPB board's Let's Make a Plan.org, perhaps you've seen that advertised, the website excluded many negative information about the CFPBs on its site. Rostad writes in the column, the journal story shook the confidence in the CFP board certification process. It's a major crisis. One veteran planner compared it to the 1982 Tylenol fiasco. It threatens the CFPB's brand and demands an effective crisis management response. Some also see an opportunity because trust is in short supply when it comes to dealing with financial planners and advisors, with many consumers believing that Bernie Madoff-type characters are more common than one would be led to believe. The CFP board's response seems to indicate they're relying on the advisors to report themselves or consumer complaints when they readily had other information at their hands that they were not using. In some cases, the Wall Street Journal raises important issues, which we are addressing, but it relies heavily, that is the CFP, relies heavily on self-disclosure, complaints from either clients or other CFPs, and new scans. It will from now on look at FINRA and SEC records each time a CFP renews their certification. Unfortunately, this is just another indication of how important it is for any designation to be closely scrutinized, policed, and enforced. In fact, we've seen some designations that have gained a bad name because there was very little underwriting or scrutiny of those who actually joined. Neither was there follow-up for any enforcement or legal actions that may have been taken. Thanks again for joining us for Heckam World Weekly, your source of reverse mortgage news and commentary each week in your car, in the gym, or at home. We are always glad to be here for you. And if you're not there already, go to heckamworld.com. There you can find our latest breaking video commentary and analysis. This week, we look at equity release products and how they compare against the reverse mortgage. Thanks again for listening and be sure to return next week. And don't forget, you can subscribe and also listen to this podcast on iTunes. <laughs>